Hello world, hello internet, and welcome to episode 3 of the JS League show. I'm here with my co-host Diana, as always, and she's gonna talk about our guest for this episode. Hi guys, we are here in the studio with Eduard Budaku, co-founder and train, agile trainer for developers. Hello Diana, hello Mihail. Um, it's really nice to be here with you. Can you tell us more about what is this developers and how did you start it and what's with this agile methodology? Um, well, the setup is pretty familiar for me because uh, developers has to actually started as a series of interviews that I plan to take play, uh, with uh, developers in Romania. It's a project I started in 2014. Uh, I only took four interviews uh, at that time. Uh, so uh, I got inspired by Coding Dojo, which is a bootcamp uh, from US, and I like their series of uh, interviews, and I wanted to do something similar in Romania. So I set up uh, uh, all the devices needed, like camera, microphones, and things like that. Uh, and I had uh, four people from the community and one, one colleague of mine from, from work. Uh, and started a series of interviews and developers was uh, the name I found because I was quite uh, obsessed with productivity at that time and I made the mix between uh, developers and developers. Uh, Can we find somewhere these interviews? Yeah, I think they're still, they are for sure still on YouTube. So there were four. The first was with George Mikovsky, the second was with uh, uh, Vlad Stefanescu, the third with Alexandra Angel from here uh, at oh. Tech Hub, at Morfol, uh, and the fourth was with Mihai Olaru. So this is how I started. And from 2015, I quit my job and started doing uh, developers as a business, like providing training in agile methodologies, doing coaching for agile teams and software development teams. So this is a bit the history of the developers. But why agile? So why would you, from all the dev areas? Yeah, what, what makes you passionate about agile? Mm, I, I think I'm more passionate into learning and, to, and agile is a way of uh, learning new things within a team. It's actually very focused on doing fast iterations and acquiring knowledge based on what you do rather than uh, trying to predict everything up front. Uh, and I really liked it uh, when I was, f I was first uh, presented to it in a training. Uh, and it really helped me in a way to uh, grow myself as a team leader, then as a coach for the teams and it, it's really aligned with how I used to learn and how I practice software development. So I think this is the, the, the part that inspired me to work this way. Okay, so we know Agile is pretty popular. A lot of companies are using Agile and it's, uh, it's the hot methodology. Like a lot of companies say they're using Agile even if they don't. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, uh, what, what's your experiences with companies and Agile and the way they implement it and I know like how, how do you feel companies are implementing Agile in Romania? Mm -hmm. Well, in, in a sense is uh, 
why do men wear beards? Uh, so you look stronger, you look more uh, <laughs> uh, more manly. Uh, if if you use agile only as a way of describing yourself uh, uh, in terms of how you work and presenting yourself uh, better in front of other people, uh, it's, it's something that doesn't hold up. But if you actually integrate the values and principles, uh, and you actually make it effective within, within the teams and let the teams be uh, agile rather than imposing a methodology, you actually get an environment where people connect, where people learn and where, where people are more focused on delivering value for the user they are building apps. Uh, so I think companies, to get to your questions, are using it both as a way to, to present themselves valuable for em employees, uh, but also as a way to transfer best practices and have a reference where, uh, how do we work here? Well, Google Agile and you'll figure it out. So from your experience, uh, what's, what do companies need help with the most when, uh, when they come to you and they say, hey, we, we're looking into implementing Agile or we were already using Agile, but we need some help with, uh, with, uh, with implementing it or improving the process? Well, we work with we work with the various uh, sizes of companies from small small teams. My first teams I, I actually work here here was here at Tech Hub, and uh, they were only four. And we we actually started do it, they, doing some sprints. They wanted some structure. Uh, their work was highly unpredictable because they were trying to build something new with new technologies. Uh, it was 2015 and we were like, they were pioneering React uh, in, in their companies. They didn't have any certainty regarding the requirements and didn't even know how to actually build those, uh, those tools. So uh, it's either unpredictability and they want more structure from, from us and want us to help them facilitate that structure. Uh, or they are growing very fast and they need a way to uh, onboard new people, have a better way of working, uh, help people come with ideas and get involved with the product. Okay. So since you've started developers in 2015, yeah, uh, did you notice some kind of improvement into companies adopting agile methodologies? Mm -hmm. Or how many companies are using Agile in their dev teams? Um, I think you're referring to here in Romania. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, in 2015, actually, both company and the community started like evolving. So I definitely see improvements in terms of study cases presented in the Agile talk, which is the the main uh, main event of Agile practitioners here in Bucharest. Uh, if in 2015 there were more talks, theoretical talks, uh, somewhere between at the end of 2016 and the beginning of 2017, more and more people came to speak from their experience, like presenting study, study cases from within companies. Uh, I think most of the companies here in Romania are in one way or in another agile uh, because we don't have such a, a, a big history of development companies. So 
most of the companies are either founded uh, by multinational that started an office here and also brought in the methodology, or they are founded by uh, uh, young people that actually learned or connected with the uh, tech ecosystem either in Europe or in US or in, on other countries. So they had to adapt, like build a company with this new way of working. I think we also have some like companies like IBM or Oracle that are from the 80s or 70s and they still have some of the projects running waterfall or other methodologies. But since the old ecosystem here is has started growing since 2000, early 2000, most of the companies are in one way or another using these methodologies. So I, I realize we've been talking about Agile for a bit now. Uh, can you tell us what Agile is? What is this methodology and how, how is it helping companies and how is it helping you learn and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why, why is it so valuable? Uh, Agile in itself, it's a manifesto written that has four values and 12 principles. Uh, and it's, it's a synthesis of uh, several lightweight methodologies like Scrum, uh, extreme programming, uh, feature-driven development. Uh, and people that wrote that manifestos are software developers and this, they stated that Agile is a way of uh, improving software development by doing it and helping other do it. And they value more individuals and interactions. Uh, they, uh, uh, their main, main concern is to build working software or working products rather than having a comprehensive documentation. Flexibility to change and responding to the environment is very important. And another pillar is customer collaboration rather than negotiating contracts. Beyond that, we have some some methods like Scrum that are very focused on delivering uh, software products or projects in sprint, in iterations, and mostly is a way of working that aims to increase user satisfaction in the end. Yeah, I think it's it's important. I think a lot of people right now confuse Agile with Scrum because Agile is the most uh, preeminent methodology inside the Agile mindset. Mm -hmm. So I think I think it's important to realize that Agile is not just Scrum, and Scrum is not just is not the only methodology in Agile. There's a lot of ways of working Agile and reaching the same goals. Exactly, exactly. You you're also a trainer, right? Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. co-founder and trainer. And how is it to be a trainer? Some, somehow the role of uh, Agile coach involves both working within a team as a facilitator and uh, teaching people from the team, either the methodology or uh, uh, specific knowledge that is required for the team to, uh, to deliver the, the software. And I see software development more like a learning process. So being a trainer is a natural thing, should be a natural thing for every, anyone in the development team who would like to uh, build better software. So. Uh, this is the, the part that would come natural. The other part is preparing materials, uh, actually engaging with people in conversation and creating a learning experience, either is, if it's a presentation or an exercise that I have to propose 
for for the teams. Uh, I also do some teaching in the university, uh, but in the university I'm mostly focused on web development and web technologies, uh, and that's a, a, a different part because it's more uh, a, more connected or more. Uh, oriented was the formal method of teaching, like doing presentation, then doing, uh, giving assignments, then evaluating assignments and doing exam exit at the end. About that, I think we're, you are the first professor here. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very curious, how is the um, university through the eyes of the professor and not the student? How is it to be a professor to... Uh, now knowing the the academic ecosystem, uh, professor is very 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 high on the ranking. So I'm more like an assistant. I'm also a student, a PhD student. So I'm very connected with both parts, uh, the student part and the professor part. Uh, and also the business part and, and the, the academics. And, and also part. the business part. It's pretty challenging. Uh, in the beginning, because it was, uh, I started this in 2016. It's the the first class I thought. Uh, it was a bit challenging and uncomfortable, but now it grew in something that I'm very passionate about, and I like to do it, and I like to stay connected with the community there and with the students, and uh, uh, also made a lot of friends from the teachers and started to improve the. Uh, the way we present uh, web technologies for students. Yeah, I think we like people talk a lot about giving back to the community mm -hmm. and doing things for the community. I think this is taking this to the next level. It's actually forming the next generation of the community and building a skill set that's uh, that's lacking and building it at the right time. I think university is actually the right time to teach yeah. people new things, not after they finish school, after yeah. they, they're looking for a job, I think. For sure. Yeah, you're you're doing a great job and I think like more more people that are passionate and really knowledgeable about uh, tech should uh, should start looking into helping with education and stuff like that because yeah, I think it's yeah. a great value. Yeah. There's a great, great need for people to start teaching and connecting with universities. There and are... Onto the formal means of education. Yeah, yeah. And go beyond. Actually be there and be supportive for the students to, to create projects and work with them. Uh, there are a lot of... Uh, in the faculty I'm teaching is the Cybernetica from, from ASET. There are a lot of... Uh, uh, young teachers in the department of informatics so you can see that everybody is very passionate to uh, make things a little bit better uh, and we actually start having better and better feedback from each year from from the students and we started making projects with them I projects have a few that, on uh, the blacklist <laughs> pro projects that are actually used uh, within the university so it's a fun place to be and again uh, there are people that will build the products of tomorrow they will make a lot of money so i feel very good to be around them and somewhere probably they will uh, give me a tour with their ferrari <laughs> i think most of us are 
biased or we don't want to be professor because we're kind of traumatized from the university and we want to not to do anything about with the university not in the fun area but in the mm -hmm. like a more formal area and this is why I, I, I guess you're mm -hmm. like kudos for you for, for, for doing this uh, yeah. this thing H how are you uh, sorry yeah, yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. I think it's great what you're doing because some of us have had not so great experiences in university and learning computer science is not necessarily the greatest experience. Always you hit a lot of uh, old technologies and... Old professors, yeah, and old mindsets. Education has always struggled to stay up with mm -hmm. the, the market and uh, from from what I understand from you, you do a lot of current generation technology and things that are actually required and uh, looked for in the in the job marketplace so again great job for doing that about that what uh, what what are you doing uh, specifically with your students in terms of technologies I, I think the seeds were already there so as i mentioned there are a lot of uh, young teachers that uh, started doing uh, things that are more uh, practical and more connected with what companies ask. Um, we, when I started, we were teaching uh, Node.js on the back end for web technologies and Angular 1. Then last year we switched to React and this year we're still teaching React on front end and uh, nice. uh, Node.js on back end and MySQL for, uh, for databases. So we try to cover up the full stack for web technologies. Students actually have to do like a mini product that it's uh, something integrated with uh, Google Docs or with uh, Google Maps or with uh, uh, any APIs that you'll find on the programmable web. Uh, so they have to actually provide a mini application that works. Uh, this year, uh, actually last year, we, we also started forming teams uh, rather than assigning uh, people into projects. And the exam is uh, you get some code that is uh, already tested and you have to write uh, the code so that the test passes. So we try to build a simulator because the university is somehow a simulator for what you will be doing in the real life and involve as much as possible the tooling they would use like GitHub, uh, uh, tests, uh, automated tests uh, and sorts of uh, things to engage them with uh, new technologies. How complicated is it to start teaching? I mean, how, how complicated was the process for yourself and how complicated would it be for someone that's coming from outside the educational space to try and do something similar to what you're doing? Mm, I, I think this is a, a bit of the challenge in the academic environment is that you have to uh, be a PhD student or earn a PhD before you can start teaching. So there are some debates whether uh, they should lower down the standards and allow people to, to teach even if they are not uh, in the academia. There are a lot of collaboration between uh, people from the industry and uh, people f uh, and teachers already. But the first step would be to uh, enroll in a PhD program. So the PhD programs really got a bad name because of all the store, sorts of thing, things that happening in 
Romania with false, fake PhD. Fake, yeah. fake PhD. Uh, but in the end, for me, uh, aiming towards this goal of uh, actually building something and learning something new and setting some, some goals for three years, some research goals for three years, actually helped me a lot to uh, go beyond the trend and the, all the buzz things that are happening and start learning more structured and more research driven than, than I would do it. And with teaching and running a business, how much time does each take and how do you juggle doing both of these, which are normally full-time jobs in their own? Uh, l luckily, we... Have weekends. We No, I, I really see work as a constant stream. So in... In one way, things are interconnected. So I'm doing my research on agile methodologies on mobile development teams. So uh, I also use the tools and the things that I'm researching in teaching and doing courses at developers. And what I'm doing at developers with companies help me have study cases and have the data for my research. So in one way or another, it's pretty balanced. So I don't think I'm overworking uh, myself. I'm doing like a no normal job between... Uh, the hardest part is in autumn when also teaching starts because teaching is pretty uh, energy intensive and you have to be there, you have to be focused. I have to get engaged with all the students and interact with them. Uh, but in the springtime, I'm very uh, okay with... And time, time management and energy management. And especially during summer, I think that's, that's the easiest. How, how are the students nowadays? Are they engaged into university or new technologies, project, new projects, real life solutions for real life solutions for real life problems? If I'm comparing them with myself, definitely they are more engaged because I I had to work and I didn't manage to go to all the courses mm -hmm. and all the seminars. There are students that already work and probably experience the same, same problem. Uh, but I try to, uh, to stimulate their, uh, uh, their presence in the course even if they are not within the class, in the class. So I made, made, a, I made Facebook groups where I share material. I talked with them on Facebook. We use Cloud9 that's very collaborative and I can share the workspace with them. Uh, the, the teacher that is doing the course is Andrei Toma. He is also filming the, the materials and it's posting, he's posting it uh, online, I, I think the second day after the course. So I think engagement, you have to find the tools that uh, engage the students. And again, student life is student's life. You have to party, you have to get the job, you have to be connected with other parts of uh, the youth. Do you, see, do you see students trying to, I know, after going through your course and other courses in university, do you see people coming up with ideas and saying, hey, I want to start working on this idea and maybe make a startup out of it or things like that? I always ask at the beginning of the course, what would be your goal for this uh, year? And what would you like to take from this course? So if in the beginning I'll, 
I've seen a lot of students saying, uh, uh, I want to get my thesis done or I want to pass all the exams. Uh, indeed, last year I've seen a lot of people that wanted to do more than finish college and they want to run a business. So I think definitely there's a trend here. And having examples uh, also motivates students to do more than go to work uh, from nine to five. You've mentioned the Agile study mm -hmm. earlier. Uh, I, we know that you've been uh, cooking a study for the past f uh, few months. Can you tell us what, what what is the reason behind the study and mm -hmm. when you are going to launch it, conclusions? So we will be launching it actually the day the podcast uh, is Ooh. launched. So uh, it will be... Uh, uh, thank you for asking us and thank you for allowing us to present the, the, the study. The reason behind was... Uh, to actually study than to learn. For It was a thing we did more for ourselves, for me and Christina, my partner at Developers, uh, to learn how the tech ecosystems in Romania looks, what kind of uh, practices they use, uh, where, uh, where we have to plan creating new content or uh, engaging with uh, teams and take the pulse of the industry. Did, this was the, the main re reasons. We also had the reason to connect a bit what's happening in the companies with ha what's happening in the communities and in the uh, universities. So try to create a bit of a, a awareness between how practices are uh, thought and uh, teached in companies. Were there any interesting things in the survey? So we yeah, we actually had a look at an yeah, early draft of the survey. So uh, any any interesting findings, surprising things, stuff that you, mm -hmm. you would not have expected to see from the survey? Well, I think the first thing that popped up was the distribution of companies. So we we weren't very aware of how many companies are in IT. We used to see a lot of news that, wow, Romania is so great in IT. But when we used the data from Lista Firme, mm -hmm. there were like around 20,000 companies that have uh, a tech-oriented uh, uh, NASA code. Uh, but when we dig a little bit deeper and we selected companies that have more than five employees and uh, more than 50,000 euros in revenue, there are only 2,027 companies. And then again, what was surprising that 87% of those companies uh, have less than 50 employees. So it's, uh, there are a lot of small companies mm -hmm. in, in our tech startups. Another interesting fact is that 33 of the companies that we analyzed have more than 38% of the employees. So we have some, like, some big companies that are running the party and a lot of small companies that are doing probably services and outsourcing. Do you so think there's a reason behind why small companies don't scale to more than five employees or...? More than 50. So, 50, sorry. Uh, we, we also have some, some companies that are uh, a bit bigger but it's, it's, it's hard to organize a company. Uh, 
you, you have to bring some kind of structure there. So usually smaller companies are also led by the founders or the people that uh, uh, want to are the leaders of the company. If it's, the, if it's a company that came here to open an office because it's cheaper to work with developers here. Uh, and I think we're very early stage because most of the companies were founded bef after 2001, 2002. So it's still something that we're building here it's as an process, industry. Yeah. yeah, it's a process. So none, uh, a few of these companies have turned 18, so they're not yeah. legally allowed <laughs> to drink yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, anything else, especially around how do companies implement Agile and uh, uh, what, uh, how, how they're using Agile to mm -hmm. build better products and uh, make more revenue for, for themselves? Mm -hmm. uh, I think one, one interesting thing was we also did this survey in 2015. So we had a similar distribution of uh, people, uh, of companies' uh, duration since starting implementing Agile. So I think uh, an interesting thing is that every year people are trying to do new things in terms of processes and tools. So we have the same distribution. Uh, another thing that uh, was, uh, was interesting is even though some of the people state that they are satisfied with how Agile is implemented, a lot of people are neutral. So if you connect this with, uh, let's say, Agile as a way of working with uh, uh, effect in one way your job satisfaction. So people are somehow neutral about the way of working not necessarily the way of working has a positive in impact. That's so that's a lot of lore. Uh, that's a lot. Th that's something we need to further explore, like connecting it with job satisfaction. But somehow we feel that it's connected. Yeah, I saw I saw a question in the survey that said, uh, would you recommend Agile as a way of working? Mm -hmm. Actually, like 3% of the responders said no. <laughs> Do you have any idea why? Uh, maybe bad targeting. We didn't target the the people that are mostly haters of agile methodology. <laughs> There's always a three percent haters in in any organization. And also the the question was very open. So agile could mean anything for for them. Maybe they thought of something specific that they like, and there it's it's the way of working of now so mm -hmm. people see some value in that do you think the people that were neutral for um, to, to working agile is mm -hmm. because uh, it's a correlation between their job satisfaction like actual how they are in their daily jobs or more related to being agile the the questions the question was how satisfied you are with your current Agile implementation. Ah. So this was the question. But we, we didn't actually ask the question of the job satisfaction. But I did see some data on the Stack Overflow surf survey mm -hmm. regarding job satisfaction. And again, they, I think they used the NPS scale from 1 to 10 and we were 7.5 or something like that or 7.5, and a bit below than the average of the whole survey in, in Romania. 
Yeah, I, I was looking at some data about uh, the kind of meetings people have in, in mm -hmm. Agile, and uh, it's surprising that some people are neutral to Agile because apparently a lot of companies actually do retrospective and not so many do post-mortems, but mm -hmm. like more than 80% do retrospectives. And I wonder why people don't try to improve the Agile process they're part of. I mean, that's what retrospectives are for, just to say what you're not uh, happy with in your current process and try to improve mm -hmm. it. So it, it's weird that so many people aren't necessarily happy with their, their current implementation. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm happy you mentioned retrospective, but because this was one meeting that we uh, observe a lot of growth from 2015, uh, it's first you have to put in that practice. So in the beginning, people would be less satisfied with any practice that you try to put there, even if they propose it. They will be satis less satisfied because they are in the process of learning. And I think as we are in a, a big process of learning with these agile methodologies, it's somehow normal to, to see some sources of dissatisfaction. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, in your survey, you also look at uh, measuring progress and measuring success in, in Agile. Uh, what, what did you find were the most common metrics and what companies look at when they're trying to see how they're progressing with projects? Mm -hmm. uh, the metric that came on the first uh, for position was velocity. So it's a metric that's uh, focused on measuring the output of the team. Usually is expressed in how many features you can develop in a sprint or how complex the features are if you use story points to evaluate that uh, metrics. So this came first. But the surprise was actually the second one, that is customer satisfaction, that came closer to the velocity. This, for us, means a tendency to move from the factory model, if you say so, for like seeing a team as a factory that produces uh, some output and measure more outcome-oriented metrics, like customer satisfaction and business value deliver. I think this is a hard to define metric. Both of them are actually hard to define uh, because uh, user satisfaction is somehow uh, uh, very, uh, I don't know how to subjective. say it. Subjective, yeah. yeah. And business value, you, you can necessarily make a relationship be between the actually pieces of software like code on, or features that you make and the re revenue that is generated from the, the company. So were, were companies measuring customer and user satisfaction with surveys or how, how were they trying to, to track this? From, from my experience in working with teams, first I've seen a lot of teams not actually having like product owners here. So it's not very transparent on how people are actually measuring satisfaction. But the usual tools are tools like Net Promoter Score uh, or uh, the stars and the reviews that you get for an app. Also, we don't have a lot of people that are doing user research, like to do focus groups or testing se sessions with real users, because most of the software is outsourced. So, uh, but I think it's 
it's something that emerges within the community because we've seen groups of uh, uh, people promoting design thinking or uh, user experience research in, in the meetups we are attending. About the meetups, I see that you mapped the environment of the meetups, groups, and events of um, mm -hmm. in Bucharest in this, and not only in Bucharest in Romania actually mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. this survey. Uh, we've seen some changes here regarding the communities, mm -hmm. especially Bucharest GS that is kind of low. <laughs> I will throw last some year. data on the <laughs> JavaScript people. So, uh, yeah, that's a thing I I started to do as I uh, also joined the meetups either as a participant or a speaker. Uh, Meetup actually provides an API, uh, so you can scan the, uh, the groups and the events and the uh, interest of the people going there. And I think this is a, a very, very close to the reality way of looking on people's interests. So uh, what we've seen last year is that uh, Bucharest AI Meetup uh, really caught a lot of attention for people. Also DevOps uh, grew uh, a lot in, in 2018. Uh, Bucharest JS, uh, which was founded, founded in 2015, had a slighter uh, decrease in growth, mm -hmm. but is still uh, one of the top 10 uh, meetups in Bucharest. Ooh. And, and um, yeah, probably we need to take and combine more uh, uh, groups like Angular and React because Bucharest.js is only part of the, the JavaScript mm -hmm. ecosystem. Yep. But probably if we would add the unique members in uh, all the rest of the groups, we would see JavaScript is still uh, top on preferences in learning, especially in integrating new frameworks and learning with uh, uh, new JS technologies. Yeah, I was looking at the I was looking at the growth in 2018 for communities, and uh, I was actually surprised to see a bunch of uh, meetups in Cluj growing mm -hmm. a lot in in the past year. So, mm -hmm. and and it's actually surprising that it, the list is Bucharest and Cluj mostly. You don't see a lot of other cities. I would have expected to see Yash or yes. something like we, that. Uh, we stopped at 25, I think. But the main poles of uh, companies and meetups are Bucharest. Yash is going very strong. Timisoara is also active in this uh, uh, meetup scene. We also have seen uh, groups emerging in Brasov. I would like to mention here Agile Hub that is founded by uh, Cornel Fatulescu. He, he, he's doing a great job there to, to spark the learning within the community. Uh, also Sibiu. Uh, has some companies. So when when we plotted the uh, the companies on the maps and the meetup on the map, map was very interested to see a lot of places where you didn't expect to to see a lot of uh, companies and events happening. But again, Bucharest is the first one, and Cluj is the biggest center, also because of the universities that are here and in Cluj. So when, when working on this survey and in your experience as uh, both an entrepreneur, a teacher and uh, part of various communities, you, you get to see all these parts interacting with each other, so all these parts of the tech ecosystem interacting with each other. Uh, 
how do you how do you see this interaction how do you see this evolving and how do you see this influencing so like companies influencing education education influencing companies or communities and things like that mm -hmm. i think education was there and we had a great source of people even before uh, we switch to democracy so we had the pillars there sadly a lot of people uh, left the country and it had to somehow rebuild the tech uh, oriented university they had to rebuild their knowledge and rebuild their people companies big companies like IBM Oracle definitely help a lot into planting the seeds and uh, giving jobs, very well-paid jobs. Then entrepreneurs uh, that started the business either uh, within the university or uh, uh, also added this uh, flavor of Romanian companies. And they also started to give back from, from their experience to the uh, tech uh, universities. For example, at say we have Radu Constantinescu from Qualitans, Uh, he's also a teacher there, so he's very connected with the uh, the university. And this actually, this is how I got to, to to teach because he introduced me to Andrei Toma. So it's starting to to have a great cooperation between companies and universities. It's still very hard to access if you have are very small as a companies. Probably the fees to sponsor a. Uh, course or something in the university are uh, very high. Um, I, I see a lot of laboratories that are designed by companies, but I think that's not enough. You need to actually send people in that laboratories to uh, exchange knowledge with students. Uh, again, the community part, it's rising. In the past four years, we have a lot of meetups. So I think the community is my main focu focus of uh, interest now because it's the area where I expect to ha have something very organic in terms of people connecting with each other and maybe found new companies or develop products uh, like it's happening in JS Hacks uh, or uh, attracting other companies from abroad to, to sponsor the, the communities. So I think the companies haven't yet uh, seen the full potential of uh, meetups and tech events. Some of them have and are sponsoring events and are trying to send speakers there. But I feel, I still feel that the community and the groups of interest are uh, um, a place where uh, actual learning can happen in its purest form, if you. So there's still a gap between the community and the reality and companies, big mm -hmm. companies and their mm -hmm. needs. I, I think the community is a place to be, to feel good and to uh, get with people that are... Even if companies try to mimic what is happening <laughs> here, like doing uh, fun places to be or, or their uh, designing their... communities. Yeah, or building their own communities. Uh, what's what's happening now it's a natural evolution of uh, the IT sector in Romania and hopefully we will find more people to form startups and to uh, build companies 
And community, I, f I feel it like a place where you can start experimenting. For example, for, was, for us was uh, a great way to start by sharing our experience and knowledge and pack it into courses. So you can start by doing a presentation within the community, uh, try to make an online course or share content on, on YouTube. And from there, uh, start generating some values and may, why not maybe uh, sell your content to, to other companies. So this is why I feel the, the community is the place to start a business. Yeah, and I think the community is also valuable for its for its honest and sincere input. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you'll get uh, feedback from yeah. peers directly. So, what are your future plans for developers? Mm, I have to think a bit uh, because now we are a bit. Uh, redefining our services. So we started very focused on agile methods and uh, Scrum specifically, doing mm -hmm. Scrum trainings and consultancies for, for teams. Uh, but now we would like to uh, be address more topics from the agile methodologies uh, and uh, also get other people to share their knowledge, to help them prepare their courses and materials and somehow, somehow grew the companies with uh, other areas or of expertise. I'm also interested in uh, automation and uh, machine learning to use it in uh, educational projects or uh, actually using the data that we, we, we generate while developing software. and. Uh, we we still we are still in a phase where we are testing things and uh, learning things and hopefully we we will turn this into a, a product that would sustain the work of uh, uh, software development companies slash teams. Okay, uh, and are you planning to redo the survey sometime in the future to be able to compare historical data and look and how at how the market and the tech environment is mm -hmm. progressing? Yeah, I think now it's, uh, it's something that we got used to uh, do. So it's also the first time that we are actually publishing the results for a commercial purpose. Until now, I used all the data in the research paper I'm writing for the, the thesis. Uh, we also want to see how people react on this kind of information and this kind of data. Uh, and. Uh, for sure, next year we plan to do a more interactive uh, approach, like build a website for the survey and have people uh, play with uh, the data there. We also plan to open the data as soon as we publish the results. And I hope it would be uh, a way to engage people to realize that they could contribute to this kind of initiative and turn their experience into expertise and then build products around uh, their knowledge. Do you think of making a partnership with a company, <coughs> sorry, or a university to help you in this study? I don't know yet. I don't know. I okay. honestly don't know yet. Where can people find you, developers or yourself as a professor? Uh, you can find me on Bucharest JS meetups. I usually come there. I also attend uh, uh, Agile Talks meetup from the Bucharest uh, Agile Software Community if you want to see me face to face. Uh, I'm also active uh, on Facebook, personal, on my personal account. I don't do much of Twitter, 
Uh, and developers, you can find us on developers.com. Uh, we have a blog there where we will publish publish the results. Mm-hmm. We are also active on Instagram and Facebook. Christina is the master behind the post, so you'll get uh, uh, funny agile posts from <laughs> from us. And also on YouTube to see those old interviews. Yeah, sure. you can we... you can tap in in the old database of interviews. We have to put the link on that interviews in our show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Be prepared for those. <laughs> thank back. you, thank you very much, Adam, for you. joining us today and uh, talking about survey your survey about agile and agile in general. Thank you very much. Uh, I also enjoyed it a lot and love the setup. And, and uh, we'll be right back. Today is that I will be speaking at CodeCamp Yash in the co-education panel about JS League, education, community, and impact. And um, on on this Saturday, I'm going to expect you at Yash to have a chit chat about JavaScript and JS League and JS League or anything if you want. I'm open to new ideas. And we also have a free ticket to the community uh, for the community to JS Heroes the, the next week on the 11th and 12th of April for those of you who can answer our interview question of the week. Yeah, so last week we had zero responses for the previous interview question and I'm not sure if that's because the question was too hard or we didn't have enough uh, prizes for, for good answers. I'm still gonna gonna provide an answer to the question and put it in our uh, GitHub account. And uh, for anyone that uh, wants to attend JS Heroes in Cluj uh, in the next weekend on the 11 and 12, uh, this uh, th- this episode's question is: given uh, a positive integer, uh, find the square root of that number. So, for example, if you're given the integer uh, n equals 9, uh, your, uh, your method should return a 3. And uh, now that we're uh, done with the interview question, it's time to talk about our next guest. Our next guest is Mihai Krechun, a technology entrepreneur. He will tell us about tech projects from both sides of the view, as a developer and as a business owner. He has founded a digital agency in the past and he is now active in multiple tech projects. It's going to be awesome! The, the episode will be released on the 19th of April, so stay tuned. Yeah, and until then, signing off, see you next time. Bye!